I was taught early on when I was doing the stuff with Michael Karpenko, a trainer, he's like, if you can do anything to hold yourself accountable, do it, you know? And so I share my results and I always try to put something positive with it, but I do share because even if I have a sucky ride, I'll be like, man, the legs just weren't there today. I just, or I haven't been eating, you know, well, or whatnot, because you're at least sharing that and putting it out there and letting other people know, like, look, you're doing this. And I'm just showing up. That's the part of it is just get your clothes on to work out. And the rest is just cake. But that's the hard part is sometimes just showing up for it. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 261. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hey, welcome back from Los Angeles. Hi. Hi. We have talked to each other since you've returned from Los Angeles. I would hope. We should point out. Yeah. Anybody that might be tracking <laughs> or sussed out when we record versus when you get back, people will be like, what is wrong? I mean, yeah. That, they haven't that talked would, to each other. That would be a fair question. Yeah. I mean, it's been busy, but yeah. we at least have time to talk. And totally. So... But uh looks like you had a really good time. I did have a really good time. You got uh, to finally meet Dr. Jen. I did. I did. It was so lovely. We we hung out. We chatted. We talked Peloton. We talked Peloton instructors. You got we to talked... see the top of each other's face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> special special COVID times. Yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> no, so good to see her in person. In yeah. my head, she's like six feet tall so <laughs> that took some adjustment because she's shorter than i am which makes sense because she's a gymnast in her past totally. profession so of course she is tiny and petite but like she always wears these giant heels in the show and yeah. that's like what i have her for in my head you know it's like the show and they normally film from certain angles so yeah. people look more everybody kind of looks uniform exactly from a height standpoint because you know but uh yeah, because I would have thought the same thing. But as soon as you said it, I, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, she was a gymnast. So, yeah, you don't see a lot of tall gymnasts. Yes. That tends to kill a gymnastics career. It does. So, But you still were getting your runs in. Yes, I got to meet Christina Sandifer. And I'm not going to say her name correctly, her leaderboard name it's correctly. It's Christina. No, it's uh, Kakoa <laughs> Christina. It's a Hawaiian term ah. that means freedom. But we went for a seven mile, started out as a run, ended up as a walk on the beach kind of thing and so it a was transition from like a run to a walk to a pub crawl no oh, okay. no no drinking <laughs> was had the entire weekend uh, i really wanted to stay on plan and i did yeah i was very good there was there was one small cheat that was my favorite i took that for you tom uh, yes i see that christina wanted me to take that pic well actually she pointed it out and she was like oh yeah. tom would get a kick out for of people this. that are a lot watching the youtube channel <laughs> it's a picture of shorts on what is this? It was, this was in Venice Beach. Venice Beach, and the, and it says on the butt of the short on of girl shorts, it ain't gonna spank itself, <laughs> which is technically accurate. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, we had so much fun. We we did seven miles, like I said, and we just chatted the whole time. Like we were just little chat boxes, you know, chat yeah. boxes. It was so so fun, and it was gorgeous. Seventy two degrees. It was actually a little chilly. It felt amazing. Oh, look at that! And then the the reason you made your trip out there 
there was to go to the Thrive Cosmetics event with the U2 crew. Yes, yes. And you get two crews. You get two crew. That's exactly right. And so Carissa Bodner is the owner of Thrive Cosmetics. And I have to give a shout out to Coco Loco, also Nicole Beriak. Uh, She, I'm probably not saying her last name correctly because you know me in names, but it's Coco Loco. That's how everybody knows her. And she is the one that basically coordinated the whole event. It was Fabulous. Okay, so I mean, I love Thrive Cosmetics. I think that what they do there is amazing. And I got to see so many people that I've never met. I met Jessica Minardi in real life. I met Michelle Brookman in real life. I met a whole bunch of ladies like San Diego Girl from I've never met him because yeah. they're on the West Coast. There's totally. no meetups on the West Coast. So this was fabulous. And I got to meet Chris Abodner, uh, the owner. So that was so, so cool. It was a great time. Everybody had so much fun. And uh, nobody wanted it to end. Totally. So. Well, you had one last meetup. You got to meet Kate from Tonal. I did. Oh, my gosh. My my heart. Like, this this has been a long time to meet. We've tried to meet up so many times, and it hasn't worked. And so this was exciting. I mean, literal squeals when we saw each other <laughs> in the restaurant. We were, we were that obnoxious people, that group. You know, the one that's like... Yeah, that was I literally squeed in the middle (laughs) of a restaurant very loudly. Uh, And I got to meet Kate's fiance, Morgan. It was so fun. So, so freaking fun. And I stopped by the Century City store and I got to meet Danny. And uh, Danny is one of the best employees at Peloton. He told me all kinds of interesting little tidbits about the store and uh, the area. He also makes sure that all of the people in the Beverly Hills area are taken care of. That sounds Uh, high maintenance. It does, doesn't (laughs) it? And uh, yeah, he's just a blast. So if you get a chance, you ever stop in the Century City store, you gotta stop in and see Danny. And by the way, he is willing to take orders from anywhere in the country. Don't forget, order from the store, not online, because you're making sure these people have their commission. So that is super important. By the way, one of the most interesting things I learned this weekend about Peloton, one, guess what? You can no longer get your bike exchanged. It ended this week. Oh. Just, whoop, we're ending it. So it's over. You can no longer trade in your regular bike for a bike plus. Also, if you do decide, hey, I would like to get new equipment. So I want to get a new tread. I want to get a new bike. I want to get a new bike plus. Go to the store. Because guess what? $200 off of accessories. You can't get that deal anywhere else only in store they're not allowed to post about it guys so make sure that you go and and share share to everybody get but the money you're not a peloton i'm not employee. a peloton employee they, what can they, they don't do? pay me anything what can they do to you <laughs> nothing <laughs> what are they gonna do get mad at me oh well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i love peloton don't get me wrong but i also love the peloton employees yes. so i gotta i gotta spread the love absolutely yeah. So uh, and and that lasts uh, till June twelfth, by the way. Gotcha. And uh, if anybody's wondering, what I just I stayed at home, took care of the kids. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I do every time you're off gallivanting. I go for work. Oh, <laughs> well. So you don't consider the podcast work? Well, well it's like a. Hmm. Explain, Tom. It's go a, ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Work involved. Uh huh. But Good, this is delicate for you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you might have dug a hole. <laughs> You turn the tip it of your work. nose is getting pink, so I know I got you. <laughs> well, I just got done tonaling, uh-huh, so there's that. Uh-huh. So, uh, so what, pray tell, do you have on the show this week for people? Uh, well, we're going to chat with Dr. Jen. She is back. We're going to talk about negative self-talk, how to stop it. Yeah. Um, and, oh, go ahead. I so yourself. wanted to call the segment, how to stop negative self-talk, you whiny little bitch. <laughs> 
but I was afraid not everyone would hear my tone. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Um, and uh, then Angelo stops by and we talk about how to make meal prep a priority. We also have a visit for from rather the Peloton profit, Ooh, which we have been, not heard from for a while. It's been a bit. It has. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of news just about Peloton in general. There's lots of instructor sightings and details we need to get out and tell everybody about. Uh, we have a new instructor to talk about. So much. There's so much happening. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always uh, nice to see. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Uh, you can sign up for our mailing list at the where we send you all the links and things in a weekly digest because we know we throw a bunch at you and if you want to go track something down and read it for yourself um, you can do that via the newsletter and finally if you would like to watch these episodes uh, you can do that at youtube.com slash the clip out maybe you want to watch this week's because we're interviewing mark steinus from Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. How fun so is that? Cool. So, so cool. It's actually somebody you've probably seen on your TV before. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. So uh, anyway, there's all that. Let's uh let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is John Mills from Run Lift Live. Hey John, how's it going? How's it going? There it is. <laughs> My wind up is quicker. It is. And you your know? grandpa's shark yeah. shirt is back. Yeah, I Love got it. it back. You Love know, it. I made sure it was down here and it was clean. Ah. It's got to be clean. Yes. yes. Well, we don't care. We're on clean, Zoom. Though. Yeah, we so. wouldn't have known. You guys wouldn't know anyway, yeah. no, right? We wouldn't. No, nah, I'm going to stay with the standards, though. Right? <laughs> this is, this is why sometimes we come and work out and then record and you don't know because yes. you don't smell us. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. You know... But I, I'm gonna stick with it though. Okay, I, yeah. I mean, you can't go bad having a clean shirt. That's just never a bad thing. Never. That's right. No. That's right. Okay, that's okay. cool. And even if it wasn't clean, I wouldn't let you. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those lie at all costs. Deny, deny, deny. That's right. <laughs> so, um, I guess let's just uh, jump in. Sure. So, uh, you had uh, an interesting uh, video this week about uh, oh. Peloton hinting. At rep counting for the guide, which, yeah, by the way, you know, I've heard this for a long time from the Peloton Prophet that this is happening. So that jives with what you're saying. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's clear that you know in this session, the session that they had during homecoming, it was about like what is the guide, how do they uh, design the guide, what does it do, and it was very clear to me that they were trying to sell the idea that it's going to improve over the time. And that what we as a community are asking for is coming because the engineer here that's kind of talking to all this is very, he said it twice, like, you know, these things are coming. And he says it in reference to how they're going to be managing the AI to and, and identifying what it is you're doing. It's like clear he's talking about rep counting. So it was interesting. It was, you know, it was nice to hear. I think that's awesome, you know, that it's coming. I was still of the, of the mind that, wow, I mean, why don't we have that now? But well, <laughs> it's all good. Come you know, on. I think that it's also important to note that while rep counting is coming, form correction is not. Uh, right. And I feel like I feel like that's 
yes, I, I definitely know that the Peloton guide is going to continue to evolve and get better. So that's awesome. Right. I agree with you. But I think that it is important to note that right now, at least, there is no like form correction that is on the right. roadmap. And apparently, right. from what I've heard, one of the reasons that it takes a while is because they have to build this library of moves and then each move has to have the rep counting added to it based on what it's what the camera sees. So it's very heavily um, like there's a lot of programming time that goes into it. So I think that that might be one of the reasons that it's not there now. Makes sense. And I, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing it, though. It's, I mean, it's, it's a feature that, of course, we've all been saying for a long time based on the fact that all the players in the space tend to have something like that. And and for another reason, I've heard a lot, you know, some individuals will say, well, my, what do you call that thing? The little teardrop? Yeah, um, little sweat guy. That's what. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of people say it's either not filling up or I'm not sure. It, it's not supposed to be you going faster that would cause it to, to, to fill up. But I've heard folks say, well, I start going faster because I want it to fill up. Or, there's all these questions about that, that item. And in my mind, if you just had reps, counting even if you kept it right if you had reps counting you would have your answer like you definitely would rep, then definitely. that's why it's not moving and if it counted the rep then you know why it's moving like there would be like a, a clear identification of what's going on with that i don't know what the name of it i don't know why my mind can't remember the name of this but that's why i think rep counting is is kind of an important thing so the movement, not, tracker, movement tracker. Movement tracker. There it is. The movement tracker. I had that's to search I, the files. Yes, I could see. Yeah, <laughs> you were I staring like... up at the ceiling. I was like, is something, are we, do we have a leaky pipe? What's going on? He started doing the Neo blink, and yeah. I, was like, I knew it was coming. I was I like, coming. I was going through. It was, that was me sorting. I was like, no, it's not that one. No, no. Get back in there. Yeah, so I, I, but, you know, since in talking about this thing in my group, I thought everyone kind of had a similar thought as me. Right. And, and for the most part. Lately, I have a bunch of people, like one person says, I love the movement tracker. I love the guy. And then people kind of came, you know, came along like they needed that first person to say that. And now there's just a bunch of people that are going, yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, okay, like I got to make sure that we're being inclusive here. Like, okay, there's this whole contingent of people that love it and it, and it helps them, inspires them to do more and finish. So, yeah. So, you know, I got to I got to kind of acknowledge that. Right. Absolutely. And I've been hearing that since the beginning. There are people that absolutely love it. Um, And and it's like I kind of just think it comes from what you're used to and what works. And I think it's a good reminder that there's not one solution for everybody or everything. Right. Because to me, I would much rather use tonal because because of all the things it does for me i don't have to think right. i just show up and it does the things you know and, and right. i love that but some people like they don't they don't like the way that they teach the classes so they end up not using right. it and that just like boggles right. the mind right but i think i think that then you have somebody like yourself like you prefer iron like you prefer the old right. school lifting the, the tonal really doesn't seem to do much for you not like you're against it but it just doesn't no. excite you in the same way Right. And, and I'm, I'm like trying to like foster this inclusive kind of conversation, you know, constantly. And every once in a while, I'll get these topics that you realize that there are a contingent of people that are talking about one side of it. And the other folks are now a little intimidated to kind of offer their 
position. I don't want that. Like we're trying to have a collaborative conversation. Nobody's going to down anybody's position. So that kind of happened with this. One person said it and then a bunch of people are like, we love this guy thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, let's talk about that. <laughs> You know, kind of like, like an eye opener. Yeah. It, it, I, I, think I think it's certainly more appealing with the price point. Oh, for sure. You, you know, yeah. And the tonal is its own complete workout system where the, right. the guide isn't, I don't feel, and is really designed to be. It's no. designed to be to complement a bike or right. a tread or theoretically a roll, rower, you know. Right. And so when viewed through that prism, and I, I think that's where people are coming around on it. They're like, OK, it's not a $2,000 right. piece of equipment and it's something I use in conjunction with this other thing. And people are starting to kind of manage their expectations with it. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. it's definitely that a different way of thinking. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So right. I, I, am, I know I'm, I know I'm kind of like dinosaur with it. My tastes just aren't the standard. Like, and I got it, you know, it's, it, they just aren't. Like, so when when we talk about like tonal or the guide or even the boot camp classes, they don't align to my kind of historic kind of path in the strength training, strength training arena that go back to the seventies and, and are related to like intimate settings with your, you know, with family members, you know, there with me in these old, rusted out gold <laughs> gyms right like you're still drinking like, raw eggs and like, running right? up the stairs of the philadelphia right. art museum <laughs> okay john We're i gotta say as a person who and, has recently you know, like completed my personal training certificate they have they have changed things a bit so i'm just throwing I'm that saying? out there i'm just throwing it out and you might want to refresh that's just a little bit you hear you hear you hear people talk a lot about like staying in uh, a fitness regimen you got to be enjoying it, right? Yeah, like, you if do. If you're not, if you're not, you're probably going to fall. Yep. Some, so I've kind of stuck with that that paradigm, that thought. So that if you stick with that, you're probably going to continue it. That is so enjoyable to me, and it's so nostalgic to me. I'm not going to let that go. No, right. But if that's, that's what keeps keep you coming going. back, yeah, sure. then that's what you do. Like that, that makes go. sense. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. But I, I recognize like I'm a far outlier. Like I just accept that. <laughs> no, I'm like I the have to say, outlier. I have to say, I don't think that you are as much of an outlier as you think. <laughs> there are a lot of people <laughs> that look at it tonal, especially with an eyebrow raised. Yeah. Like I don't know. I and like I, my iron. And I blame Bowflex. <laughs> yeah, I, like, no, that's because, fair. Because I think a lot of people look at it and they think it's like a Bowflex yeah. thing, and they're no. and it's just like no, 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 I'm or not like, doing that. You remember the Total Gym, you know, the Chuck Norris right. thing, you yeah. know? No. I think they think of it like that too. Because like I tried to get my parents to buy a tonal. Like I was, right. I was going to buy a tonal for my dad for like a present, right. and like he was like, no, I want a Total Gym. It just it broke my heart yeah. to buy that thing she, for him. She like, was like, Tom, you need to order this. I can't, I can't order it. I cannot hit the I button. I can't bring my like to it's, do it. <laughs> it's just it wow. kills me it kills Ow. me <laughs> so while Ouch. while we're uh, talking about the guide uh, bob tremore we haven't uh, talked about him in a little bit he had an interesting post a uh, tweet where he's just been kind of tracking the numbers yeah 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 it yeah. is interesting yeah so so he says that two months after the guide went online uh, there have now been 5,000 workouts. So he's kind of been tracking it. So 4.11 at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. they had been online for six hours. There there were 100, uh, 100 workouts. And then on 4.12, okay. the next day, 36 hours later, 500. 73 mm-hmm. hours later, there were 1,000. And now two months later, 50 days, 5 5,000 workouts. Thoughts? I think that I don't know what 
how many guides have been sold. So I don't know how to marry that to how often people are actually using the product. But the number in totality sounds like a, a decent number. I, right? It's it's interesting. I'm not I'm not sure because like think about a bike class. Like you could have five thousand people on one on one class. class. I guess, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm not sure. But yeah. on the other hand, on the other hand, you shouldn't be necessarily working out every day on the guide. Yeah, yeah especially right. yeah. Like that's a really good point. If it's designed to augment workouts, it's not something that you're you're going to do as frequently as the bike theoretically. Right. So. Right. right. So I think it's an interesting yardstick. I don't know how much we can, you know, really pull out of this without without, like you said, John, knowing is this based yeah. on 500 units sold? Is this based on 500,000 right. units sold? I mean, those are two very big differences. Uh, and, and a lot I of people just it. bought it. You know, they just bought right. it because it was cheap and they're like, yeah, you never know. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, mean there's probably yeah, was... some that are still sitting in a box and yeah. they're like, well, for that yeah. price, I'll get to it when I get to it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about it through that prism. I was thinking like, you know, to get to like bike numbers. I mean, Tread is still trying to get the bike numbers. And so I, and they struggled for a while as well. So like, I just was kind of looking at it through that prism. So I don't know. Like, you're right. I don't know how to gauge that. If I knew how many units they had sold. And then could compare it to that number. I think, yeah, I might have a, a deeper opinion, but I just not sure with that. So do I understand these right? That that's like 5,050 days. That's how many total workouts have been done on the guide platform. Yes. Okay. I just making mm-hmm. sure I was comprehending that properly. Yeah. Hey, we have better numbers in the guide. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, th- that's numbers taken on the guide platform. Oh, yeah, because it wouldn't matter if they were taking content that wasn't exclusive. To well, them. I have very- to say, this is the first guide exclusive class that he's tracking. Okay. Not this is all one classes. Class. This I, I, okay. I needed to clarify that. My bad. My yeah. bad. Got Sorry. It. Sorry. One class. One, one class. class. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. No, I, think I don't that's either. Pretty good. That's I wonder how good. many of those are people that took the hack workaround. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because it's like once you have the link in your history, it's so easy to get. Like yeah. anybody can get it. It's not difficult. I I don't know. I don't know. That's a good hey, question. Didn't they just drop those? Didn't some of the mm-hmm. floor boot camps or something just drop? The floor boot camps did. Yeah, and I've been hearing about them all day because I talk to so many clients that do Peloton. Like for Met Pro for my day job, I talk to so yeah. many people that do Peloton and all day. It's been it's been a buzz about the floor boot yeah. camps. So yeah, everybody is like, oh, I'm so excited to take them. So, yeah, I I definitely feel like the reaction to the guide has is getting much better than we thought it was going to be at first. So I I think the the more that get into the marketplace, I think the greater success they'll have long term. It's certainly not something we can say is a big fail. I I don't think I concur. Yeah. Yeah. That's the impression I'm getting now. It's spinning on me. (laughs) I'm having to spin. Hey, no. that's nice. It's not. It it's is. been a little bit since Peloton had something that you know, like they they kind of turned it around, right? Yeah. Like pe- the yeah. people at first were like, "What's the point of this?" And now, as more people get it, they're really singing the, its praises. So credit where credit right. is due. Yeah, a positive yeah. Peloton story. Yes, Woo. you can at me about that. We- <laughs> At us. Yes. <laughs> right. uh, and, uh, in different news, uh, you had an interesting post that someone... Uh, sh- Ariel Brockwell posted Ariel this Brockwell. in the Run, Lift, yes. and Live group. 
right. that Peloton has these special meetups for Chase Sapphire card holders. Yeah, I thought this was funny. I've seen I've seen this other places, but I couldn't remember where. So I'm glad you pulled this up because uh, then we can talk about it because I kept forgetting. So Chase, it has to be a Chase Sapphire Reserve, and there's only three of them listed. Uh, all on June second, all sold out. But there is a wait list available for one of. Oh, I'm sorry. Two of them are not sold out. One of them is sold out. The New York City one, of course. Of course. So, but the instructors aren't actually going to be there. It's a virtual. Oh yeah. It's a virtual. Like you go to the store in real life, you hang out with other people. But then the the instructor engagement, which I think was Rad Lopez. Oh okay. Um, that is done virtually. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I saw those as two distinct things. If I'm if I'm quoting this right, like the the Peloton apparel and a launch party thing, and then this ability to kind of do like that virtual meetup with Rad. Like I. I thought those were two distinct things. Oh, are they? Okay. You have the card. But um, hopefully I'm saying that right. That's how I read it. But either way, when I saw this posted, the first thing I thought, I didn't realize it was like an exclusive thing. So I was like, how come I've never heard of this? How do I get in, in this thing? I went, uh, In New York? That's not too far. Oh, Virginia? I might consider going there. And that's when Ariel was like, well, uh, John, you, you, have, you have to have a, one of these cards. Oh, see, you got to have a Chase Sapphire car. But this is interesting because like last week we talked about the fact that there are maybe it was two weeks ago. We talked about the fact that there are special badges that are for certain corporations. And now we're hearing about these special parties for certain corporations. This is interesting. Like what happened to taking care of the OG members? What is that about? Come on. Come on. Yeah, I got I hear you. Well, maybe, the OG members, look, of course, maybe the OG members have Sapphire cards. Eh, well, I guess, <laughs> I mean, you'd have to if you wanted to be included. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want to be at this. So then I go back and look, of course, I mean, they said this all along, right? There were going to be like special offers for the people who actually got this card and a special discount on purchases of the bike or the, you know, any connected fitness equipment and some discount off on your membership if you have this card. I mean, all, they said this stuff. But it was kind of oblivious because, you know, nobody's telling me about it. I guess not because I don't have a car. So well, it was vague. Was it's like kind of if you had known from day one they were going to do this and they had said, we're going to do this, this specific thing that might have encouraged you to buy the card. But just this vague promise right. of like something we might do in the future. It's kind of hard to get too excited about. Well, that. they probably didn't know. Right. But, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's my point. But I saw someone post in the comments on your page. John, that they really didn't even make it known that it was like there's a page for just general offers like Citibank. Like we have a city card and like they they have something like that. But like they didn't really push it out. They just were like logged in to see like, oh, what other things do they have for me? And here was this Peloton stuff sitting there that they, you know, that the person would have been into but didn't know about. So now that has me thinking now if my reaction was, Oh, let me go sign up before they're all sold out. If that was my reaction, are other people going, I might need to go get this Chase Sapphire? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I definitely think so. Yeah, because because the second people found out that the guide had exclusive content for seven weeks, people were like, well, now I got to get the guide myself included. Like I I include myself. Right. So, yeah, you tell people you can have this this special thing. But then now you get the card. You can't go to it because it's going to be sold out. So then so then what? You just hope that next year they're going to do something else again, because now, you know, I mean, (laughs) it all kind of ends June 22nd. Right. And then it's the next got to hope for the next season. Exactly. But I did go look. It, I, I, ain't, I can't lie. 
I when I when Ariel said all this, I did go to the Chase website. Maybe I think about this. <laughs> I did do that. Did you? Did so, you? Did you get the card? I, I didn't get the card, <laughs> but I did go to the site. Did Erica say no? That far. Is that why you didn't get it? Because Erica said no. Well, Erica would have said no. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm a little slow. So it took me to get to the site. And then, well, Erica's going to say no. And then I back. <laughs> Cooler heads prevail. <laughs> Shoo. Yeah, that was worth. close. That was close, John. Yeah, it was close, though. It was close. <laughs> that almost happened to me with something else. I was about to buy this mixer board the other day. And Erica's been asking for the step mill. And I was about to spend a lot of money for this mixer. And and then I realized that if I bring this home, the next question is going to be step mill. So yeah. then I didn't buy it. Yeah. yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah. Also, also look at the Zoom boards. You don't need to spend a ton. You really don't. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll look at that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We can give you some tips. There's some good <laughs> yeah. stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, we can, That's we can chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All yeah. right. I get all nostalgic with technical stuff, too. Like, I bought this Tascam board back in 91. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at only Tascam stuff now. Oh. Like, I probably shouldn't do that. No, you, know, you, you really nostalgic. shouldn't. I, the thing is, for what you're doing right now, unless you're, unless you're also doing music, like if you're doing yeah, audio, right. it's a totally different world. Yeah. I don't want to bore everybody right. listening, but but like, yeah, you, you don't want to focus just on what you did before because the whole yeah. podcast thing has completely changed all of the boards. It changed everything, yeah, right? It yeah. Has. yeah, I probably should. Yeah. So you see, I saved myself and then you guys concur yeah. that I I was right. That was us to reeling stop. you in, not yes. me flipping you off. I was yeah. reeling you back in, just to be clear. You just print it out and like <laughs> leave it in places around the house because right. Father's Day is just around the corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Reminds me of that Self Magazine article on the best Father's Day gifts. And the first thing on the list was like some bedroom phantom light. Like, who makes these lists? <laughs> And then, uh, like, later on in it, it has, like, a cushiony uh, bed cover. Like, w- did Erica send them this list? Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a Mother's Day list, not a Father's Erica Day Magazine, list. Magazine, who's, who's their writer? Right? And it, way down at number 43 was uh, a meta, what, what, the 3D, what is that? VR. The meta, VR, the VR Oculus VR thing, yeah. yeah. That's way down at 43. You're like, I would have put that at number three, yes. not 43. <laughs> <laughs> and then it had like some almond milk maker at like number eight. What? Like, who, who are these people? I think this was their Mother's Day list and they tried to reuse it. Yeah, they just got lazy. <laughs> this is like the you equivalent know, of like when a guy buys the wife a blender. Yeah. Like that's right. You, this, yeah. This is something you'll use, honey. Yeah. Got no. No. Happy Valentine's oh. Day. I bought you lingerie. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Tonal was number two, though. Tonal was number two. Okay. They got that well, one right. That's one I'm, they got right. I will agree with that. I'm glad. Thank God it beat out the <laughs> almond maker. <laughs> or almond milker. Yeah. Almond right, milk right. maker. <laughs> Just picture trying no. to milk a little almond. No, honey. That no. would be really difficult. No, yeah. you Rem- guys. Reminds me of a day I was at this. My uh, brother-in-law has been in the Navy for many, many, he's retired now, but he had been in the Navy for many, many years. Me, we were out to, to lunch one day with my sister and he, he starts talking in this naval terminology about like when someone is drowning and he says, well, we, we throw him a rubber ducky and I'm going, my mind's thinking of like the little bathtub rubber duckies yeah. and they see, they see my eyes doing like this and they're like, John, are you thinking of an actual rubber ducky? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, you said, like, rubber ducky. you said rubber ducky. You said rubber ducky. 
You're like, now I got the Sesame Street song stuck in my head. Rubber ducky, you're, you're the, the one. one. Don't sing too, more, too much more. We'll have to pay for it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we don't got that kind They've of They've been laughing at me for years for the look on my face because I literally was thinking of a rubber duck. Rubber That's duck? okay. When I, like, when I was like seven, my my dad wanted me to do something and I said I'm not mechanically inclined I still yeah. hear about it to this day yeah yeah well didn't he ask I'm you to hand him a wrench that. and you handed him like a screwdriver or Probably. something I'm like, <laughs> well I mean I'm not mechanically inclined I wasn't wrong <laughs> I'm still not. It's true. Yeah, it's like true. it was like some weird Abbott and Costello routine. No matter what he asked for, I would hand him a screwdriver, unless he asked for a screwdriver. Unless he asked for a screwdriver. Yeah, and I'd be like socket wrench. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, can you just get to the point where part where you yell at me and yeah. I get to go inside? <laughs> There's something on TV. Inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got cable now. Let's go. <laughs> well, John, thank you very much for joining us. Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on my Facebook grouper page, Run Lift and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run Lift and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk, Run Lift and Live. <laughs> or they can find me at Run Lift and Live or Run Lift Live. You know, I, I got both now. RunLiftLive.com. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. 
Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Bye. Getting the Psychological Edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. 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 We have uh, another person in need of some help. This question comes from Shannon Burroughs Campbell. She says that her brain stops her from being her best self, and so does her fork. She says, in all seriousness, fitness injuries can be a sideliner pretty quick and can last a long time. Help. And did she clarify at all what she meant by that that she is... How did, how did you put it? Uh, She's her own worst enemy? Yeah, basically, her yeah. brain stops her from being her best self, and so does her fork. <laughs> and she did not oh. clarify. <laughs> oh. So I, I'm going to assume that what she means is that she has a lot of negative self-talk. I would assume and, that as well. And that that ends up derailing her, and that she's probably in that cycle of you feel bad about yourself, and then because you're trying to self-soothe, and then you end up feeling bad that you ate something. And then because you ate something that made you feel bad and you get into that diet mentality of like, oh, I was bad. And so then you kind of just have this loop, this constant loop of I feel bad, I make, I eat and then I make myself feel bad about it. And then I feel worse. And then you just kind of go in, in circles. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the key to that, if that is what's going on for her, is to break that cycle. And to start looking at the food that she's eating that is upsetting her differently. And, you know, typically when we get in that cycle, we're kind of kind of bingy that if we're overeating or binging. And what I want to encourage her to do is to look at the binging or overeating differently. And that what we tend to do in that situation is you overeat and then the next morning you go, oh. I was so bad. I hate myself. I can't believe I ate these things. Today, I'm going to starve myself. I got to make up for yesterday. Today is a new day. I'm going to be good today. So the first thing I, I want to change in that thinking is that when you have overeaten or binge, it is typically, it is a cry for help in some way, shape, or form. What it means is you're turning to food to soothe yourself, to that there's something going on that you're not able to deal with, that you don't have the tools for, that you are having a lot of feelings that maybe you're trying to push down. So instead of meeting that binge with anger and hostility and negative self-talk, I encourage people to meet that with compassion. Hmm. which is probably the hardest thing you can ever do. Yeah. When you're feeling like that, the last thing that you can do is be nice to yourself. You're really mad at yourself for feeling that way. You feel betrayed by your own brain. It's not cool. At, at the same time, if you had a friend, a girlfriend who called you up and was like, I screwed up at work today and I feel so terrible. You wouldn't be like, you stupid bitch. What did you do? I can't believe you screw up like that. But we do that to ourselves. Instead, you you should be talking to yourself and going, okay, it sounded like I really needed something that I wasn't able to provide for myself. It sounds like I'm having a hard time. What do I need now to feel better? 
And instead of starving yourself, what I encourage you to do is just wait till you're hungry for your next meal and start to honor your body more. Because when we binge, we're not honoring our body. We're stuffing things into it that it doesn't want. And so if you can instead say, okay, I'm going to honor my body by waiting until I'm hungry for my next meal. And I'm going to ask myself, what do I really want? What would make my body feel good right now? And sometimes the answer is steamed broccoli. Like sometimes the answer is, you know, I ate so heavy yesterday. If you're really listening to your body, your body may want something lighter because our bodies are wise. And we underestimate how wise they are when we're really tuned into them. And that the more we honor our body, the more we respect our body, both philosophically and in action, the more likely we are to make choices that are consistent with what our body wants and needs. I, I believe that when we really tune into our body, our body says like, you'll have food, certain food cravings. Oh, like when I was pregnant, I crave and I normally hate tomato juice. I can't stand it. <laughs> but when I was pregnant, craved it constantly. I think I needed the vitamin A. And when I listen to my body on a day-to-day basis, my body will tell me exactly what it needs because I've been doing this for decades. As you guys know, I'm someone who's recovered from an eating disorder. I'm an intuitive eater. I follow that model. So I really tune in and I always ask my, myself, what do I want? How am I going to feel after the meal? How do I want to feel after the meal? And look, there are times where you want comfort food, where you want to feel full, where you want to feel kind of heavy and lethargic and curl up in with a blanket and, you know, be cozy. But, but a lot of the time you don't, a lot of the time you want to kind of feel lighter at the end of your meal and not bogged down and feel good and ready to kind of move on with your day. And so I think that she's got to change her relationship with food and also break her negative self-talk. And the best thing for that is always therapy. As you know, I always recommend that everybody have one year of weekly therapy. And if money is an issue, I highly recommend checking out local health clinics, uh, mental health clinics, and also check out online because now there are a lot of online services that you can get either free or the uh, get them as you're able to pay based on your ability to pay. And then the other thing is bibliotherapy, you know, being able to really look at what are the issues you're struggling with, self-talk, cognitive behavioral therapy books, intuitive eating books in order to conquer these issues. Okay. Lots of great tools there as well. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And if somebody's looking up, looking for books, I'm just curious, like, is there a quick and easy way? Because like crackpots write books, too. And how, <laughs> yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah what's the, a good the, way to is there a quick, easy way to weed out nut jobs? Um, well, you know what? I always look at credentials. To me, credentials. And, and then I also look at reviews of what people say. And now, look, there are a lot of people who pay for reviews. Sure. So, but when we're, you're talking about thousands of reviews, it becomes a lot more, a lot less likely. One book that I really like, it's an older book from like the nineties It's called managing your mind. And I really like that book because it has a lot of cognitive behavioral tips and tools that I tend to, as you guys know, I really like books that give you specifics. And that's, that's why I write my books the way I do is I like for readers to have specific tools and to understand kind of the background of like what the studies are that make this a good tool for them. Um, but that book managing your mind is a, is a really good one. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for all that until next time. Where can people find you? 
on all social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man, and also in style magazine online. I have a column called hump day with Dr. Jen that I answer people's questions all about relationships and sex. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. New instructors. We have a new instructor. We do. Logan Aldridge joins the team. Congratulations to Logan. People have been waiting for this for so long. I mean, was this last year we talked about this? It seems like it. So yeah. he's been a consultant for adaptability, uh, tr- like programming for Peloton for quite a while. I think it was a year. And now he has officially joined as an instructor. We knew it was coming, but it's so exciting to see. And uh, it's really inspiring to watch him work yeah. out how he adapts it's- things. Like he makes it look so easy. And here and in the, the video we have running, he's doing pushups with one arm. I can't yeah. do them with two. That's why I'm laughing because I'm like, he makes this look so easy and he has one arm while he's doing a push up and yeah. I'm like struggling with two. I mean, it's just really inspiring. And he's also really funny. And I, I like I really appreciate his video and how he's very him in the video. So I'm looking forward to taking his classes. And I think that he is going to be an excellent instructor. And I'm very much looking forward to the addition to the team. Instructors in the news. So you're probably already aware of this by now, but Bex Gentry is with child. She is. It was such a fun video that she did last week. I shared it on social media that she like did live during the class. And she talked about how November was a different this November. Instead of the New York City Marathon, it was going to be a different marathon, a different finish line she was crossing. And she said this time there will be three. And her boyfriend, her partner will be waiting for her at the finish line and, and going through the finish line with her. And so a lot of people had thought because they saw rings on her finger that she must be engaged and she was like no actually the photo got flipped (laughs) and so it's the same rings that I always wear Austin and I are not engaged so I thought that was pretty cute she she gets a kick out of all of our speculating yes But that's exciting. Oh, she posed. I was taking a class of hers today and she said that her and uh, Jess King have the exact same due date, the exact same due date. So it's going to be sometime in November. They're both going to have their babies and it's going to be very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It's a race. Yeah. (laughs) And we should also say that our tarot card reader, Erica McLean, was a. remarkably prescient yeah. when it came to the uh, the idea of pregnancies and so we we have been in talks with her and she will be returning soon she will uh, and we're going to do the second half of 2022 and an early look at 2023 so it will be interesting to see what else she has to yes. say lots of people have been asking for it so she will be on very soon and uh, Christine D'Ercole got married over the weekend. Yes. And uh, uh, several instructors were there. Several Peloton community members were there, uh, which is wonderful. Christine is one instructor that remembers the OGs and includes them and is very appreciative of it. And personally, I am appreciative that she does that, like not all the instructors do. So it's nice to that she that she took the time and that all the people that she invited were able to go. That was really cool. Very yeah. special. Absolutely. Sourcingjournal.com has a story about fashion brands and athlete ambassadors. And within the article, they mention Emma Lovewell. Yeah. So you might remember a while back, she started that collaboration with Cine Jeans. Okay. And uh, it's basically jeans that are like very specific to you. They are custom made for you. Okay. Based on your sizing. So it's not just like size 32 or size 28 or right. whatever. You, They are made towards your specifications. 
and the style that you are asking for. Uh, and so they talked about in this article how having her as an ambassador has been very good for their sales. So oh. um, I don't feel like that's really any surprise, but I no. just thought it was interesting to see. Very much so. Michelle Kay from Shape Magazine sat down with Bradley Rose where he talked about um, how he kind of bounced back from his stroke. Not kind of, but... <laughs> Well, he was almost he almost quit fitness. That's yeah. the whole point of the article. Back in 2019, uh, he had a stroke and uh, like he was they told him, like, you're never going to be doing fitness again. And uh, apparently his wife was a huge part of the reason that he is back and he is a Peloton instructor and he is so happy because she basically was like, it's all about mindset. And like you, you don't have to just sit here and give up just because the doctor said this might happen. Right. You can still try and you can push yourself and you can see what you can get with it. And and look at him now. Look yeah. at him now. It's uh, from... April of 2019 to April of 2022. I mean, that's not a very long time. Not at all. So that's pretty incredible. So as as usual, a great article by our favorite Michelle K. Yes. And also shows you the importance of picking the right wife. <laughs> Amen to that. I've done it both ways. And, uh, Pick, yeah. pick the right one. Yeah, your, your last wife would have been like, yeah, so anyway, when are you going to die so I can get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'd have been like building her Tinder profile while I was in the ER. Are you about done? You want to yeah. wrap this up? <laughs> Dennis Morton uh, had a, a special salute to heart valve recipients. Yeah, so it's interesting. It really, what it was is this guy, I guess he's part of... Um, heart valve surgery and he kind of has a he has a blog that I that we're showing on the screen right mm -hmm. now so he is a huge Peloton fan he takes classes with all the instructors he was taking a class with um, Dennis Morton and he got a shout out and then um, not only did he get a shout out but Dennis Morton went on to talk about heart valve surgery and how important it was and like just gave a, a big a big shout out to heart valve surgery so it was pretty cool and this guy was really excited about it so he wrote a, blo a blog and I thought it was interesting yeah awesome. you don't see a lot of little details like that you know you don't so maddie majacomo has i guess this is an instagram live called out loud yeah it's going to be out loud with morgan lee and you can submit questions and it's like it's all in celebration of pride month so yeah. it's going to be i mean it's maddie so it's going to be amazing and you know maddie used to be on tv he's really good at interviewing people he's really good he's a very very well-spoken person so this will be a really fun instagram live very cool Yahoo Life has uh, an article with Tunde talking about her wellness habits. Yeah. And so there's five wellness habits that she wished that she had started sooner. Um, and, you know, it's, it's simple things like if she's filled with anxiety, trying to pause and surrender to that moment and just kind of letting it be and little things like that that she wishes she had been doing for a very long time. So cool article. And it might give you some tips on how to help your day go by better. And Kendall was on a podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler, which I assume uh, focuses on, uh, I guess, stories of men who haven't been circumcised. I knew you were going to say that. What? I just I felt it. I felt it. You felt men who haven't been circumcised? I felt that you that were going saying? to say that. Oh, I And see. I was correct. <laughs> So, yeah, you can check it out. I haven't listened to it, but uh, she shares about her mental health and how she was borderline suicidal. And um, she also talks about how many people are on the Peloton platform and etc. So lots of good stuff. Lots of interesting little tidbits. Peloton in the news. 
Peloton has a, a studio reopening event scheduled for June 10th for the press only. Yes, yes, press only, like they do for movies. So, yeah, there's eight classes. Except I get invited to those. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we'll be in Hawaii. That's true. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's going to be eight classes that day. And then the press gets to, like, choose which class they wanted to take. They're all full now. But uh, you can, they're going to go in and they're going to take a class. And it's just basically a brouhaha. I got to say, like, I get why they're inviting the press. But, like, the people who have been on this platform forever are, like, I have heard so many people complaining, like, yeah. Peloton, really? Like, do you not get what the community does? Like, they, they just don't seem to understand. Yeah. And I really am concerned about the direction of how they uh, they just, they're kind of dismissive of it now. And it's like, you guys got to where you are because of the community. Like, that yeah. is that is just a fact. Like, it's how many, like, uh, we talked to somebody not that long ago who joined in twenty. 14 and back then just so people kind of get an idea of where i'm talking about how many people they brought to the platform okay back then you used to get one free month of of peloton for however many people like every time you sold a bike that was the referral that was the referral yeah so this per and there were no limits like there are now yeah and this person never paid a bill up until two months ago since 2014 (laughs) So, like, when I say the community brought people on board, they brought people on yeah. board. I mean, I mean, I've I've gotten at least seventy five people like that I was given credit for. Not to mention all the ones I didn't get credit right. for. So, like, it's kind of crazy that they don't acknowledge it. I'm not saying that that people who have been around a long time should be treated differently. But if you're going to make a special thing for press, it would be really cool if you. Re- remembered where you started and gave the people like Laura Pug, the first person to get a thousand rides, yeah. uh, all the, the Rosenbergs, the, the people that have literally been around since day one. It would be nice if you gave them a little, yeah. little something, little something. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is a good time to remind people that your price went up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally in my show notes. That's the next topic. Not, wasn't supposed to sound quite as shitty as it did. But, <laughs> but you there know, you have it. But me saying shitty things is kind of my brand. That's, so that's true. Uh, so we're just reminding people that the, the membership went up $5 a month on June 1st, which yeah. honestly, it makes it's, sense. After that's, all this time, yeah. it's really not that big of a totally. deal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a thing. So Barry McCarthy attended the J.P. Morgan conference, which I loved her on <laughs> on the gong show. She was my favorite. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's the same one, right? Mm-mm. Oh, Gosh, it has to be. Mm-mm. Oh, OK. But uh, where he discussed customer love. Yeah. So, I mean, not really, because, yeah. I mean, yeah, the customers love you. What do you <laughs> <laughs> They love Peloton. Right. But yeah, Peloton doesn't love them back. <laughs> um, it's it. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing. That's my point. Like the, the customers are what has driven this company. The customers, the, the community is the one that created HRI. 
the, the community yeah. is the one and there that became, became homecoming, homecoming for yeah, people who for don't know people, that yeah. um and so you got to remember that this started with a, a group of people who were so so in love with the brand that they spread the word like wildfire and so they literally was like a religion bringing people in yeah and then they they started the the homecoming event they started by coming to the the studio they're the ones that were like we want to be there even though we have this bike at home peloton didn't come up with that the community is the one that started the facebook group peloton didn't do that so when i say that the the community is the one that started it's not just based on how i feel it's just based on facts like these are these are real things you can point to that people have done so it would be cool to give it would be cool that instead of talking about how customers love them that he spent a little time sharing his love for the customers. Yeah. And it's just not the warm, fuzzy guy he is. So we're not going to get totally. that. It's we're just, just not. Not who he is. And it's ultimately not what they brought him in to do. No, yeah. it's not. He's just focused on numbers. And that's what that's what this will be. Inc.com has an article about how Peloton has to get off the bike. Yeah, they feel like Peloton has been taking too long to transform. They don't want them to they don't want other people to make that same mistake. But basically, it's just talking about the strategy of how Peloton has just waited too long. And I don't know that they actually waited too long. I think I think that they they did a lot of things like the tread and, um, you know, they've had this rower in production forever. But the the problem is when they came up with the ideas, those ideas took forever to come to fruition yeah. for whatever reason. My understanding, there's a lot of stuff in the background we know nothing about. And I think a piece of that is what that Barry McCarthy alluded to a few weeks ago in the earnings call about the platform that the engineers use and things like that. I think that's some of it, but I think there's a whole lot more we don't have any idea about. And that's yeah. just a real shame. It really is. I really thought the stock would have kind of recovered a little bit by now, but no, it didn't. Yeah, it's odd because it it does seem like they're you know making a lot of decisions that that the stock market people seem to want them to do, but it just seems stubbornly stuck in that twelve to fifteen dollar range. And agreed. It, and it and and honestly, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem to make any sense as much as we bitch about them sometimes now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because here's the deal: like, I mean, Peloton at its core, there are many people that say this, and and it's true. Like, the the content is what you came there for, and yeah. and the love of the community, the community is still there, and the content is still great. We they they need more of the content, but that's a whole nother day. And in general, though, what they provide is excellent content. I believe first, best in class. Yeah, absolutely. A visit from the Peloton Prophet. It's been a bit since we've had a visit from the Peloton Prophet. I know, and I do not like this visit. <laughs> <laughs> People are not going to be happy about this. Ugh. All right. Spill it. All right. Okay. So a lot of you have been asking me, what is the deal with the Tread Plus? Okay, so just a little background for people who are new or just don't have a tread and they don't pay attention to this stuff. A little bit of background is that the Tread Plus was the first tread the bigger one with the slats came out four years ago this december and it was recalled this past year uh last november because uh unfortunately there was a a horrible death that occurred where a child was sucked underneath it and my belief this is my personal belief the powers that be um decided to make an example out of peloton and so they really stuck it to them and made them do a recall when they made them do that recall they said that they had to submit a redesign 
and and that until that redesign was done, we would not be seeing the Tread Plus. So uh, up until besides that, like so separately, the Tread Plus could you had three options. You could have your Tread Plus move to a room that was secure without that you could shut and lock the door. You could then have it sent back for a full refund, assuming that was in good shape, or you could keep it and do nothing yeah. and later whenever they make whatever change they're making then it would be retrofitted to your tread plus like those are the three options as they occurred at the time so this november we have about five months five and a half months uh left and you can still return your tread plus well a lot of people have been kind of waiting to hear what's going to happen with the new tread plus until they make that decision including myself now, I have said since the beginning, what is the point of them coming out with the Tread Plus prior to November? Because if you're going to send it back, then why should they give you a new one for free? Right. And that's pretty much what I, I mean. That's what I would do if I were a business. Right. Maker. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if there's a new one. Then, OK, cool. I, now give me my money back and I'll go buy the new one. Right. Yeah. Right. And so they're not going to tell us anything. I mean, they might tell us something, but there is not going to be a new Tread Plus scene before November. It's not happening, according to the Peloton Prophet. According to the Peloton Prophet, we will not see this new tread until at least May of 2023. In addition to that, I was told that there was a warehouse full of tread pluses and they were thrown away. Now, Tom had a very interesting thought about what that could mean. Yeah, and I, this is conjecture. At this point, we are moving to conjecture completely yes. on our part. Was that whatever they've done to the tread? It's very, very different. It's a complete rethink of what the tread plus is going to look like. Because if if it was something that they could just be like, "Here's a thing, put it on your tread," then they wouldn't need to get rid of a bunch of tread pluses. If that is in fact accurate. what happened, and so that means that they've made changes to the tread plus that are so significant that. They're like, these are unsalvageable. Get rid of them. So just to recap, the only part of that that the Peloton Profit specifically was very clear is happening is we will not see the Tread Plus redesign until at least May of 2023. Uh, separately, they heard but has not been confirmed, a warehouse full of Tread Pluses was thrown away. I have no, no confirmation that that occurred. Yep. So just just want to be very clear about what we're conject the conjecture we are making <laughs> versus actual report. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But uh, if you're right, Tom, just one more thing on that. If you're yes. right, if all of those things are true, a lot of conjecture, a lot of ifs, wouldn't that mean that like the people who had them would then get it switched out with the new one? If if the thing that they said at the beginning was they were going to fix the tread plus you already owned, if they make a fix and it's completely different and it involves an entirely new tread, doesn't that in, imply that you would then get a new tread plus at I, that time? I kind of think it does mm -hmm. that they're going to need those off the market. And if they told people we're going to fix it and... You know, I think you at least have to have a window of time where people can swap them out if they want to. I would think, you know, if the solution, if there isn't an add on that they can give you to modify the existing tread, then and and you made your decision based on that, then I would think that they would need to still let you swap it out, even though the time has passed. Um, but, uh, you know, if not, then we will see more posts in Facebook Peloton groups from class action lawyers. Oh yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> will be to drum up work. Yeah, and and I think they'll succeed on that one. Yeah. And if that were to occur, yeah. and also my understanding is Peloton is still servicing tread pluses, and they will be even beyond November. So that's my understanding. 
Which is good because I know you love yours. I do. Yeah. I do. I don't want it to go away. I love it. Clip out. So every week we reach out to the community and they give us questions about nutrition and yep. then we invite Angelo on and subject him to me <laughs> and he answers your questions. So here he it's is. A Met Pro. It's a trade off. Yes. It's a small price to pay. Thanks, Angelo. <laughs> She's like, I got to live with him. <laughs> well, this question is actually from two people because they both said almost the exact same thing word for word. Amanda Van Buren and Diane Fumera. They both want to know about meal prep. Uh, they know they should be doing it because it will help them not have to figure out what to do after they get home from work but they don't enjoy it so it tends to slip yeah oh. okay amanda diane do your meal prep and <laughs> thanks for tuning it in is, <laughs> thank, thanks for tuning in see you all next week folks. <laughs> um, and so he, here's the best i can do the best i can do is uh make a passionate plea for the value of meal prep. If you want to achieve a goal, now most people, I wanna lose a few pounds, I wanna tone up, I wanna lean out, or I wanna perform better. The single most relevant action you can take that will impact that is not your workout tomorrow, is not what you order at dinner tonight, it's a routine of meal prep and it does not have to be cumbersome. So here's what I want you to do. I just want you to focus on lunches, and snacks or even lunch and one snack if you can do that and because a lot of people make it out to be a lot larger ordeal every one of my clients that work with me is going to meal prep i know this because before they hire me i say they tell me you know I, I played football in college or I ran track in high school. I did this. I did that. I eat this. I did that. I like this food. I don't like that food. And I'm going to say, I'm going to stop you right there. I have one question for you. If we work together, I'm going to ask you to prepare your lunches and your snacks in advance. You do not need to eat them 100% of the time. Life happens. I get that. But as a general rule, can you follow a routine of predetermined lunches and snacks. And if they answer yes, we work together. And I know I can get results from that person. I know I can get results from that person because I have a routine to anchor to. I have levers and dials. I can't talk enough about this point. When you start a simple routine of food prepping, just lunches and snacks, breakfast is never the problem. Assuming you wake up in your own house, which is usually a good thing. That means you're not walking, sleepwalking in the middle of the night. It could wake be a up, good thing to wake up. It could be a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I just handed that one. To you, you did. You <laughs> did. Sometimes it's pretty nice. He's going to pipe yeah. it there. <laughs> You know what's in your house. You've you've shopped. You have quality food in your house. Never have I had a client that says, Angela, I'm just so good with lunches and I'm so good with dinners. I just can't seem to get breakfast right. <laughs> I never hear that. Ever. Breakfast is not the problem. Now, here's the deal. Dinner is not the problem either. Dinner is more of a reflection of the consistency of your day. If your day went something like this, I got out of bed, I was rushing, so I had a cup of coffee and a pastry. I didn't have time for lunch, so I grabbed just a bag of chips and I haven't eaten anything until six o'clock at night. Let me tell you how your dinner is gonna go. 
not good. Pizza. <laughs> not Pizza. Good. <laughs> Whatever like, you yeah. grab. <laughs> you had a healthy breakfast. And while you ate breakfast, you just packed a little bag. Nuts, almonds, don't make it, you know, you know, some fruit. Don't make it elaborate, something simple. And you have a little baggie for your afternoon snack. You ate a quality lunch. You had a quality afternoon snack. I can tell you that at least some of the time, you're going to find it easier to have a quality dinner. I'll go one step further. If you were to be a fly on the wall and listen in to one of our coaches having their early conversations with our clients, here's the type of conversation you'd be hearing. You know, I know, Johnny, I know I'm glad I'm glad you lost a few pounds. I'm, that's that's very good. That's that. Excellent. But here's the deal. I don't care. <laughs> what I'm interested in is, did you pack your lunch? Did you pack your snacks? Yes or no? Because and here's why your coach is going to be just absolutely um, lying in the sand. You have to have that routine. That coach knows because they have worked with, they have been charged with helping hundreds or thousands of people before you lose weight. And what they have learned is any outcome that happens in the next week, in the next 30 days, is meaningless if there is no routine in place to anchor to and to reproduce. If we don't establish a routine, I don't care if my clients lose weight in their first week. What I care about is establishing a routine because if there is a routine, I will get them to lose the weight they want to lose, or I will get them to the performance they want to be or whatever that next step is. But I can't get there if there's no routine. And you guys have heard me tell the, the story before. I have two clients, client A, client B. Client A says, Angelo, I wasn't able to pack my meals. I, I didn't have anything prepared, but throughout the day I made good choices and I, I stuck to my meal plan and I even lost a pound yesterday. Client B says, well, I prepared my lunch. I prepared my afternoon snack. I ate everything I was supposed to and on schedule, but on the way home from work, I stopped at grandma's house and she made fresh apple pie and I caved and I had some apple pie. I want you to be client B, not client A. I want you to be the apple pie client because I can do something with that client because they're not going to have apple pie every day. <laughs> Whereas client A may have lost a pound, may have eaten good yesterday, but they've done nothing that suggests the that tomorrow or a week from now, a month from now, or a year from now, anything has changed they're white knuckling so, it white knuckling it exactly yeah, they're just like i'm doing the things just barely <laughs> but i did them but i did them for one day it won't <laughs> and speed is king speed is king and that's what and essentially when you are working with a professional coach that is what they're there to teach you to say no don't do it that way because the way you're doing it might not be quote unquote wrong but We've watched hundreds, thousands of people try to fit this into a backed lifestyle, and we know it has to be quick and convenient. And if it's not, you won't stick with it. So speed is king. And there are so many little lifestyle tricks and tips um, that, of course, we can't get in, into right now. We don't have the time. But Diane and Amanda, 
Try it. Just lunches and snacks. Try it for one week. Don't make one at a time. Make about three at a time. Three lunches, three snacks. Even if you work from home, I hear that a lot. Well, I work from home, so I don't need to prepare it in advance. Uh Uh-uh. Still prepare it in advance. Put it in the fridge. Have it ready to go. You will be amazed. You're going to see more progress in that next week, I bet, than you've seen in the last two or three months. And I think they need to view it like time shifting. Like it it feels like it's a daunting task and it can be. But like once you do it, now you're you're done and you don't have to mess with anything for the week. When you come home from work, you just grab the thing and heat it up. And it takes you five minutes to make a dinner instead of 40 minutes. Now you, know? you don't have to think about it till next yeah. weekend yeah. <laughs> or whenever you do your meal prep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's absolutely my, a lot of my executives, you know, they're all about bottom line. Well, I can't invest that time. Like, well, let's do the math. Yeah. <laughs> let's do the math, Eddie. What did you do for lunch yesterday? Oh, I went to, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to stop you there. What time did you get in your car? How long did it take you to drive there and order and eat and come back? And now let's compare that against your food prep. You will see. Yeah. So it's always a winning equation there. But I have clients tell me all the time, oh, my gosh, Angela, the first time I food prepped, it took me 50 minutes to do my food prep. I said, that's that's normal because you're inexperienced at it. You haven't been doing it for weeks or months. Yeah. Give it a few weeks. You're going to have that 50 minute process down to 10 minutes. It's like when you buy your house the first time you cut your grass. It's like two hours. You're just like, do I start over here? Do I start over there? Yeah. And and then once you've lived there for a few months. You have all the shortcuts down. You know yeah. all the things. You got down to like 35 minutes. Boom. Done. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't get a chance to finish my podcast. <laughs> now, then, then you're like, well, maybe I'll weed eat. I don't know. <laughs> Tom, it's like shaving. If I only do it once a month, it's an ordeal. But if I shave every day, it's not too bad. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I do that with haircuts. I just got them all at once in my 30s, and I'm done now. You and me both, buddy. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful advice. And if people would like uh, tips like this tailor-made for them, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Come talk to us. Thank you. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. So we talked last week about how DJ Khaled was digging his Peloton tread. And I guess <laughs> he posted a, a video to the gram. I think it was TikTok. But was it? Oh, OK. Sorry. It's it's same all different. Yeah. These days. Friendster um, <laughs> showing off his moves on the tread and almost wiped out. He did. He came real close. He did. I. Uh, <laughs> I would never like just to be clear, though, like I would never, ever, ever have the confidence to even try the shit he was doing. Yeah, he was like a <laughs> like a poor man's OK go. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I love seeing how much fun he was having, though. That's what the classes are about. Totally. Yeah. That's the joy of Peloton. But also it's like, you know, we these have been recalled because they're dangerous. So, so come on, like, DJ Khaled, don't make anything <laughs> bad happen. Yeah. Like, oh, man, don't have him take off the regular tread off the market too uh, again <laughs> again don't forget it was already off once yeah touche in case you missed it hannah corbin is back with her country bride happy country a happy hour there we go <laughs> yeah and um i think it start it starts uh this friday so if you download this on fridays like our episode then you will be able to take this class today uh and she was asking for people's favorite country stars and artists and um as a side note jen sherman 
did her like uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one where like it's like rock the like big rock anthem tours. Like oh, okay. that's her new that's her series that her she's sold, doing. Sold out, sold thing? out show. Yeah. That's it. That's I don't it. Know why I know that? I don't either. But yeah. see, it's pop culture. It's stuck in your head. <laughs> that's that's totally tracks for you. But um, yeah, very cool. So a lot. So you know, this stuff is coming back for the summer. I hope they bring back the yacht rock. Speaking of yacht rock, don't forget yeah. October. You we can, have the the you clip can out. go see a collection of yacht rock classics with us mm-hmm. at the uh, at the family arena which is where i work mm-hmm. and yeah it's uh we have a private suite and there'll be some food there and it's a reasonably priced it's like 90 bucks a person and what well, it features orleans firefall the babies john ford coley and walter egan and peter beckett from player so Baby, if, come back. If you want to hang out with us uh, in the St. Louis area, we'd love to see you. Mm-hmm. So you can get information on that in the clip out group. And there's also a link in the newsletter that I'll be sending out on Sunday. And you can just click on there and get all the info. Yep. And also there was a Peloton apparel drop. There was. I got to say, people are just not excited anymore. Well, I, I just... think they've, they've, they're they're so frequent now. Like it used to be like. How much anticipation there was around apparel drops and now it's just it's just a steady stream of of new clothes. I know. I know. I was surprised, too, with Pride only being three items. I was kind of like, oh, well, then I guess all of our stuff will start having fewer items. But no, no, this one had plenty, although nothing really stood out to me as like got to haves. But again, as we've talked about a million times, they should not all appeal to me. Totally. There should be a good variety. So like the classes, right? Exactly. That's right. Peloton birthdays. And finally, we have one birthday coming up this week on June 8th. Cody Rigsby. Happy birthday to Cody Rigsby. Make sure you uh, go tell him to keep sizzling or something like that. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) He'll enjoy it. He'll enjoy it. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Mark Steinus. Hey, Mark, how's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. I, good. It's so nice to connect with some Midwestern roots. Yeah. Being out so... here in Los Angeles, that's my home. My peeps are back there. Man. It's funny. People that like moved to LA or New York, they're like, it's nice to connect with my Midwestern roots, but nobody's ever like, I mean, not enough to go back. <laughs> but like, I'm not going to buy sure. a house there or anything. But like, if I meet somebody in passing. <laughs> I'll be a little nicer to him. I'll tell you straight up. My wife just came back from her class reunion at Ohio Westland. Really? And they had a blast. And she's like, oh, babe, it's so awesome. We slept in this barn that we rented. It was fixed up. It was wonderful. And the people are so nice. And I had a whole meal. And including the tip, it was $11. And it was great. And I go, so you're telling me you want to move? No. (laughs) Don't get crazy. That's the problem. We were to when we think about like maybe we should move when the kids are older and then you see how much it costs in other cities compared to here and I'm like yeah. I think we just need to start thinking of Missouri like we live in a third world country like when people move to like Costa Rica because it's so much cheaper for the retirement yeah. like that's going to be Missouri for us yeah. yeah I don't know it is yeah well I lived there so I loved it Matt in fact my wife just asked me about coming to uh, Lake of the Ozarks with the people she reunited with yeah. right are thinking about now they've all connected again 
she played soccer there and a bunch of her teammates and friends are like, we need to do this every year. So they wanted to go to Lake of the Ozarks. So I'm like, oh, I know people there. Yeah. So, well, if they want to open yeah. a casino there, don't fall for it. <laughs> right. Run. That's okay. It's not really filmed here. Yeah. It's all yeah. right. It's all, it's all filmed in Georgia. <laughs> I, know. I know. He's like, I know all about yeah. the TV choices. <laughs> don't ruin it. I have yet to watch the last part of my wife has watched the final episodes, but I have yet to see that because I've been busy working on a project. I have before you say the rest of that, I have to interject and just explain to me this is like you both watch the show, but you don't watch it together. How that is seems, that? Like we would get in fights at our dangerous house. Like I don't to a, know to a relationship. Yeah, how do you guys navigate that? I think it would be easier to just like have sex with other people. <laughs> <laughs> It is L.A., though. Who knows? It's all, yeah. Right. You know, whatever happens out here stays out here. Right Crazy L.A. You know what? It's, it's called duct tape over the mouth. She doesn't talk. No, she's pretty good. She can. I hope we're talking can, about the TV uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. I love the show. I just made it. You know, she knows that I, I was going to bed super early. Believe yeah. it or not, I wouldn't stay up because by the time we have a four year old and a 20 year old. So we've got oh. this the scope uh, two from my previous marriage and then we have this little daughter so by the time she gets to bed we're exhausted you yeah. know we're like oh and then i've been getting up at like 3 30 or 4 just to get to work when the house is quiet yeah the bones are still and i can think and do my thing so i would just pass out and i get to watch it. i'll probably catch up on it here in the next week or so uh, i'll be curious of your reaction yeah to the end that's yeah, all okay. I'll say about that. Okay. Yeah, she's not said a word. She hasn't even said like, wait till you see or, eh, yeah, you know, I, Seinfeld, eh, no, you know, no, whatever. No comment. I know we've got people okay. listening who would kill me if I said anything. Yes. When we have enough issues with spoilers. So. Uh. Oh, yeah. yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. When I was at Entertainment Tonight, there were many times when I would be on a set I remember we were, I was in um, Rome doing something, Ron Howard, Brian Grazer. Uh, what is the Da Vinci Code movie? Yes. Thank you so yeah. much. I so much stuff crammed in here <laughs> and as a photographer. So I was taking pictures on the set and they came over and they're like, you can't post those. You can't use those. You have no permission. And I'm like, well, I guess you're just going to sit on a hard drive until I die. And yeah. somebody will come and find him and be like, look at this. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you going to spoil? It's a book. It's already out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. True. Good wow. point. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. I didn't even think about that. Oh. Yeah, because you're witness all this stuff that's going on and you cannot say anything. You would think after the movie's been released, it would be OK. But no. Well, I suppose I could probably do something now with it, but mm -hmm. who cares? Like, <laughs> then, <laughs> you know. Now it's old news. <laughs> now it's like, what? Who cares? I, that was, you know, I can watch that. But it was some of the stuff we shot in this library were the books. It was interesting because there's a scene in there where they're in this like two story library and the books were so old. The paper was like, just go bust like that. So wow. they had these big bright lights, right? For filming and they're hot. So they had extreme precaution they put blankets up around areas really to prevent it from yeah from i just assumed that of, they brought in a bunch of fake books that's what i thought you know? too. Oh, oh no it was true authentic we went down actually in gosh, you guys are catching me off guard i would have done my homework <laughs> what is the thing that goes super fast underneath the two countries bullet train the channel 
No, but it's a very, at the very beginning of the Da Vinci Code, and it's like where they change the electrons or something. But anyway, we went down, down deep inside in this tunnel, and it was all secret, and you could see this process happen. And it was, again, it's all like top secret. In fact, somebody's going to show up and come in here any minute. <laughs> out. Well, finish telling us about it real quick for the game. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Clock's ticking. I, I wasn't prepared. I would have like shown you on my phone. See this? <laughs> I don't, it's been a moment since I've been, I was there 17 years, but it's been a moment. So, but I do have plenty of, you know, stories and memories, but it was interesting to be in Rome, the Vatican and doing that. Wow. Yeah, that sounds yeah, fun. It does. Yeah. What a life. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get to do all these fun things? How do you go from? Yeah, my dad worked at John Deere okay. for many, many years. My mom cleaned houses, you know, and John Deere's no... known as a pipeline to Hollywood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, I got lost in a cornfield. and I was like, what? Yeah. what's this? Looks like an ocean. <laughs> a big cornfield. <laughs> I was like one of the children of the corn and I just got out. You know? <laughs> we haven't asked you a thing about Peloton. My yeah, bad. How, oh, uh, now, yeah. you told, yeah, I know, right? You mentioned that you are an OG. So when exactly did you get your bike? This is, this is kind of a crazy story. Yeah. Let's see. So we will be married six years this August. You married 20th. your bike? I don't, yes. I know we're not supposed to judge other people's <laughs> no, lifestyles. But that seems weird. Tom, look at me. It's L.A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do a lot. Do a lot out of it. Okay. Whatever makes I you happy. I just don't know that the bike can give consent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't have to. <laughs> I just been canceled. Yeah, just been canceled. Um, no, my wife and I, you silly goose. Oh, it's polyamorous. Stop it. They both Tom. married the bike. Stop it. The day after we got married, a little hung up. We got married in our backyard. We had a big surprise wedding kind of thing. And the doorbell rings, and I'm like, oh, can you get that? I'm a little hung up. And she's like, I think it's for you. And I'm like, what? And I go there and there's two guys standing with the Peloton. And I was like, oh, my God, I had seen the bike and I can't remember where and how I saw either an advertisement or something like that. But from that point on, so it'll be six years this August 21st. Wow. That I'll have my bike and, you know, I love it. I have probably sold 20 of them <laughs> by word of mouth, just by my, you know, people are with this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Somewhat familiar. <laughs> And I am my Kevin Frazier, my co-host, or you know, he stepped into my shoes at Entertainment Tonight, has one. Debbie Metnopoulos, who co-hosted with me on Home and Family, has one. I'm not sure if Lisa Gibbons has one or not, but there's so many people that in my world, even some family members. <laughs> and yeah, like it's just, it's a remarkable, my hair and makeup team that I worked with got them. And it's just because I wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> I do just know like, that feeling. Buy it, please, just so he you know that mouth. feeling. I do know that feeling because you started this podcast because yeah. I would not shut up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You've been trying to shut her up this whole time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not very good at it. He oh, but you don't ride get... though, do you? Tom, no, you don't ride, do you? I don't. not ride at all. <laughs> I don't get that. I don't get that. My my wife doesn't write. She does all the yoga stuff that's on there and core strength. I do the core stuff as well. And I'll do some of the stretching and flexibility stuff, but she is, she's relentless with the yoga thing. And it, yeah, that's hers. It's a great platform for a variety of things. It is. It is. So many people don't know that Peloton is more than a bike. Like so many people don't realize that it's not 
like the word Peloton is not synonymous with the bike and that is all that it does. And I think that that's a real area of opportunity for Peloton to educate people that they are more than the bike and that they do a lot more. I think they need to get that word Mm -hmm. out there a lot more than they have. Yeah. So at the risk of crossing, you know, into other products, I was approached a while ago by Beachbody to do their 10 minute trainer. And I was a spokesperson for them. And I was trained by actually Tony Horton's ghost trainer, Michael Karpenko. Michael's still a friend of mine today. And I mentioned to him about, you know, I'm loving my bike, my whole thing. And he goes, oh, they contacted me to do an infomercial when they first launched. And he sent me pictures of the actual prototype before the bike. <laughs> That's cool. He still had them. He's like, check out what they were up the ones they were looking at going through because I didn't know how they were going to launch if they were going to do it through uh, some sort of infomercial or whatever. But with that said, I mean, Beachbody did wonders for you know the way they spread their wings and come out with all these different products. And I I haven't switched or gone back to that, but I I do share that feeling like there's so much there on that app mm-hmm. to use and get after. To, so one of the things that I enjoy doing, I playing football, I blew out my left knee, I had back surgery, but my left knee is giving me a few issues. Mm-hmm. So I can't run, mm. but just going outside and going for a good walk and then being able to take, I had a tread, not the Peloton, but a tread and I got rid of it just for space reasons and whatever. And we live in LA, so there's never a bad day to go walking. That's, so, yeah. you know, I want to take well, some of Unless those. it's all on fire. That's true. That's <laughs> yes. true. Is that? That is true. That is, that's a good point. Where some of it is on fire right now. Yeah. Is it really? God, is it yeah. ever not on fire? Sadly. It, I, know, I don't know. And now, now we're facing, starting June 1st, we're our water supply. We can water our yards once a week. Yikes. Maybe twice. I don't know. But it's it's getting really, really bad. So, you know, we're in that drought. It's just a, and then the fires will happen. And the other thing that's happening out here, I don't know if it's happening where you guys are, but not people much is happening. are getting their catalytic converters <laughs> yeah. ripped off their cars. What? Is yeah. that happening there where you guys it are? Hap- yeah, it happens. It has? Yeah. Where, what is, yeah. why? Why would people the do precious that? precious metals. The metal and they'll take them out really? in four minutes. Yeah. I watched a guy do it on a home security camera. Guy posted it on Nextdoor app and it was just gone. How do they get so under your they, car? Like, I mean, it's under your car. They get so, under. But I yeah. mean, like, do they just use those little dollies, those little automotive dollies? Because you have to like jack the car up. Do they jack the car up? Like, no, they slide what? right underneath it. They really? have a like a sawzall and they just cut it right out. Some people are building little cages. There's some devices that will help lock it in place. But from what I understand is, once you put a new one on, it has a VIN number on it. So you have to go back to the DMV. And get that VIN number registered with your car. And it's a pain in the butt to do. Oh, my so, goodness. Wow. Four minutes, it could be, you know, gone. Wow. So we deal with stuff like that all the time. Yeah. But it's sunny and 75. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't say And that I sit in here on a bicycle. <laughs> here it can be 75 and somehow still 100. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> It did that last week. It was yeah. like the high was like 95 and it felt like a billion degrees. Today it was 80 and it was beautiful outside. It's just so weird how the humidity can like fluctuate oh, yeah, so yeah. crazily here. It's just crazy. You know, I have, I should say this. I rode this bike across country. What? But of course, I didn't move an inch, but I was going through a really weird health period where I was diagnosed with uh, polymalasia rheumatica. If anybody knows what that is, no, I've never heard. I of didn't it. know what it was. It's really rare. And you're put on prednisone. And I was on prednisone for 
19 months. Oh my gosh. And there were some things along the way because I was diagnosed just before the Rose Parade started. And I couldn't, what it does is basically it's inflammation in your body and you can't bend your elbows, your whole body just can't move at all. And the prednisone clears that up right away. But of course there's the moon face that goes along with it. So I was doing everything I could to keep the weight off. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to ride every day as far as I can. And I was like, well, my wife's from Boston. I always dreamt about riding a, I have a regular bike as well to like ride across the country. You know, I want to always do rag ride from my state back in Iowa. Yeah. And I've never had a chance to go. I've had chances. I just haven't gone because it's done in July and nobody wants to go to July, go to Iowa in July. But I managed to like just accumulate enough miles. I think it was just over 3,000 miles. So I was there and came back a little bit. So I, so it was, that was a goal that was kind of a weird thing to set up for myself, but I would just log in the miles. And during that time I ended up losing my hip. So I had to have hip replacement. So this bike has like helped me come back from a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff. So you did your rehab Um, for your hip whenever with on the bike, could you do the rehab there? Yeah. I had 12 weeks of rehab and I would come back and the procedure for the hip is remarkably, I won't say easy, but I went in at seven. Mm-hmm. They put me out at seven twenty, and a little after 11 o'clock, I walked through my front door. What? Wow. And you I was walked? on pain. Walk? I, yeah. Yeah. With a walker. I have a video of it. Howard won't let you show it to people. <laughs> yes, exactly. I can't. Right. It's yeah. Like, Those NDAs are they're <laughs> Very yeah. specific. It's like, yeah. They, it's like the footage of the moon. It right. really happened, right? <laughs> it's all Stanley Kubrick. Everybody knows that. <laughs> oh, my God. And this helped bring back, you know, what? the thing that really hurt, which laid me up for a while, after the 12 weeks of that, it turned out I needed to have carpal tunnel in both wrists. What? So I could not put weight on the handlebars. Oh, my oh. gosh. That an issue. So how did uh, you get carpal tunnel? That's normally like something a checker at a grocery store gets. Or like I say typing that, all day. Yeah, or a teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's the last one, Tom. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, it's the law of threes. It's real, real punchline. Yeah, yeah. right. You tiptoed right up to it and then boom. Uh, I don't know because I'm still dealing. And again, I don't know if it's part of the polymalacia rheumatica, but I'm still like I'll get cortisone shots in two fingers and this finger here because I get trigger finger. They'll just lock up. I'm like, wow. Oh. wow. So, you know, it, but there's only a few things that keep me off my bike. You know, it's like a Burt Reynolds. You know, I only take this cowboy hat off for one thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> smoking the bandit in oh, case yeah. nobody knows what that's from. No, I knew exactly what that was from. I have oh, an autographed picture of Burt Reynolds from smoking the bandit hanging in on the wall of our living room. He does. So. For real. <laughs> I bought, you say I, it with pride. Yeah, I he damn says right. it with such pride. So we were at Comic-Con and it was on sale. This was like eight months before he died. And it was like $200 framed. And I was like, that dude's not going to be alive much longer. And when he goes. <laughs> he totally said this. This I'm is exactly like, how this conversation and, went. And, 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 and I was like, and that's the image. I'm like, when he dies. That's the one. That that's going to be the clip they show in the in memoriam at the Oscars. And it's the one of him in the red shirt behind the wheel yeah. of the car where he looks straight at the camera and just gives you that Burt Reynolds smirk. <laughs> and, and I was like, done. I'll take it. <laughs> So, and then he died like eight months later and we went back the next year and the same pictures, similar pictures were going for like nine hundred and a thousand dollars. You like, should put that up and see what you could get for it. 
Now I like, like having it. Because yeah. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit is awesome. He loves his autographs. Yeah. <laughs> and I love my 70s pop culture. He does. Yeah. He does. It you hits do? All the box. Oh, oh, wow. So much. Yeah. So much. Every single thing we ever talk about always comes back to his pop culture. He will manage to put it into a TV show every single time. <laughs> is that right? I am fighting the urge to tell you the story of the making of Smokey and the Bandit 3 right now. It's a really? fascinating story. Go for it, Tom. He's uh, interested. Yeah. <laughs> so it was originally called Smokey is the Bandit because Burt Reynolds isn't in it. And the plot of the movie was that Jackie Gleason dresses up as Bandit and it makes the run. And then it was so bad. They hid the fact that they made it and they hired Jerry Reed to come in and film other scenes that they could drop in to try to make it better. And it didn't. And the existence of this film was apocryphal for like 25 years until somebody finally found a teaser trailer of Jackie Gleason promoting not Smokey and the Bandit 3, but Smokey is the Bandit. That was the original title of the third one. Wow. I'm just watching the counter on the wall. How many people are clicking out right yeah, now? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, I love that kind of stuff. I just did a show on Access TV, not Access Hollywood, but uh, the one that Mark Cuban used to have. And it's the very, very best of the 80s. And, you know, it's a, it's just reflecting upon, it was actually Children of the Corn, some of the horror movies right. yeah. that they had, but we've done some of this night in the 70s. Tom would be excellent at hosting something like, or like being the guy that like explains the stuff like he just did, because he does this all the time. Like, I'm always telling him he should be like professor at a college, like teaching movie stuff to yeah, college. Yeah, I will spin out like the other day I spent. 20 minutes teaching my son about the rural purge which is when cbs canceled all of its country themed shows so they got rid of mayberry rfd and green acres and petticoat junction and beverly hillbillies they canceled them all at the same time even though they were giant hits because they were just like eh, we don't like these shows make them go away Really? So, yeah. And so I was explaining how they canceled all those and then it led to Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart. And that's what they put in its place all in the family. See, he needs the outlet (laughs) for this. Then it was like Murder, She Wrote. And then at that point, it was everybody over 95. Correct. (laughs) Yes. They targeted that same demo and they just kept targeting them until death. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's a murder she wrote. Of course, my theory for murder she wrote is that Jessica Fletcher is actually a serial killer and that she's the person who's killed all of these people, then swoops in and saves the day by finding the murderer. Because, I mean, she's been at the scene of like 300 murders. I mean, come on. Yeah. Who know, are we see, kidding? We need a dateline to investigate right. that. Wouldn't yeah. that be a great? <laughs> yeah. We could put her under the scope. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the clock's see. ticking. Right? Yeah. Get an autographed picture of her. Like, you know. <laughs> I can't believe you know all those shows. He knows like, everything. Of... All of the shows. I know every all single the shows. show. I can... <laughs> really? Yes. I, yeah. It's That's all really... in there. <laughs> I When I was a kid, I had a book. I still have the book. I found it the other day. Yes. I showed it to Crystal. It's called The Great Sitcom Book. And it's like that thick. And it's like really big. It's like a phone book. And it listed every sitcom. And had an article about every sitcom ever made from like 1951 until 1984, which is the year I got the book. And like, I Love Lucy might get eight pages, but like, Please Don't Eat the Daisies might get like a paragraph, right? But I read that book cover to cover multiple times when I was a kid because I was weird. You know, I don't know if Crystal knows this, but the phrase jump the shark. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, yes. Do you know where that came from? Yeah, Happy uh, days. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know that because of Tom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Okay. Well, at least you're educating her, right? Yeah, I yes. do what I can. Yes. I educate or bore. It's a thin line. It depends on the day. Yeah. So right. sometimes so we'll be in the middle. away when you're saying these things to her and yeah. you're like, well, shut the shark means, you know. <laughs> well, it's funny because sometimes we'll be in the middle of recording the news segment of the show and I'll be like trying to get through the actual news and Tom's over there just. Well, in the run of the show remember i went on a thing about the history of the today show and j fred mugs yes and, and like people were like what a monkey used to host the today show and in my head i'm like how do you not know a monkey used to host the today show how could you ever forget that a monkey hosted the today show how did america forget that so i'm curious when you talked about peloton and you said that you used to host the rose parade rose parade okay yeah, was, for roses, some reason yeah. i was getting that mixed up with the rose bowl and i was like is that the same thing Happened. and then i got concerned i yeah. was saying it wrong but you mentioned that you got up at 1 30 in the morning to ride yeah before. i still do you do I, I still host it we're going into our lisa and i took over seven years ago i think eight years ago but and... you still get up at 1 30 in the morning to ride yeah, because we start early. Like my, they send a driver to pick you up, not because they want to be nice. They just want to make sure your butt gets to the parade on time. <laughs> no excuses. Um, <laughs> so they want to be like, uh, we're going to make sure our driver's there to get you. So that I get picked up at four, four thirty, wow. I think. And it's just a great way to wake, you know, shake the cobwebs out. And get blood going because yeah. there's so much that happens. It's a two hour. I host for KTLA, which is, and then it's seen all over the country. So many markets are picked up by that or feeds are picked up by that. So there's millions of people around the world who tune in and we are commercial free. Oh, so there is no break and you, and we're way up high. So if you have to go, you're done, like just go in your pants. So (laughs) you really have to limit, you know, yeah, you really have to limit your coffee intake. And, but I'll come here. And it's funny because as I mentioned, I used to take a ride with Jennifer Jacobs when she was there called uh, hop for the teachers of Van Van Halen playlist, which is my generation. And it was a 30 minute ride. And I kept like, it was just one of those that got me going in the morning and I would show up and be like, hello everybody. And they're like, I'm like, I don't know. I just had a day with Peloton this morning. So, and then I kept thinking like, I mean, I get up at one 30, I take the ride probably about two 30 because of, you know, I'll wake up a little bit, but people are still coming home from new year's Eve. Oh my and they're gosh. Here and like, this is a studio garage area that I have. And I'm sure they're just like, wow, that's Ben Halen coming out of that. Yeah. Dude's <laughs> they're partying in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my wake up call. I love it. It's it's just a way that, you know, I've been doing this job for so long and it's just a way to like get yourself in the performance mode. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a class that's kind of replaced that? That like I realize yeah. doesn't necessarily have the same music, but it has the same motivational factor for you. I will say Sam Yo did an amazing ACDC ride. Yeah. Yeah. That'll probably replace that this year. I missed it last year because I was just coming off of a horrible year of injuries and oh. everything. But yeah, Sam will do it. But you know, like Emma's, a, I, I love watching her, uh, taking her rides. Love watching her. Got canceled again. Got a good run. It was like four minutes. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, damn it. <laughs> you took me out of the 
No, I mean, the whole tribe is great. I mean, I, from Dennis and Matt Wolf, they, and, and I love the inspiration. Robin Arzon, there's so many nuggets of positivity that come when you take a ride. And I'm so competitive. I don't know how you are with yours, but I need to take my FTP test again because I just can't stay. When I did the, you know, the endurance ride, I just can't stay in the zone. Same with the, the others. I'm like, oh, but I'm proud to say this, and it probably sounds braggarty of me, but you know, I'm constantly in the anywhere from like a top 0.8% to the top 5%. Wow. Finishes nice. Because I just, former athlete, I just every day want to show up and and get after it. I feel like that's what's cool about Peloton is that it meets you where you are. So for you, that's important to you. But like for somebody like me, I will never be at the top like ever. It will never happen. And like I've made my peace with that. And honestly, that's why I focus so much on finding rides that are fun. Like Mm -hmm. they make me want to come back and do it again. That's where I am. And so it's cool that it can do that for both of us, right? That you can have your yeah. like really competitive ride and I'm just like close leaderboard. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I do it because I'm fighting age and I'm like, no, I'm not getting a bird. <laughs> not slowing down. You know? <laughs> and that's just the way I am. I, I will not let you defeat me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it does. And I am also an endorphin junkie. You know, I've run marathons. I've done triathlon stuff before. And I just love what the feeling is like when you get off the bike and there's a good feeling. Yeah. My concern is self-care because I got off the bike just before coming here, but my daughter wanted to jump in the pool. So I'm in the pool and I didn't stretch. Oh, no, I have to like, you know, when we're done, I'll stretch a little bit and you just got to take care of this. The older we get, the mobility issues. I tell Tom about that all the time because he does tonal and he doesn't stretch after. He stretches before. He does the little warm up mm-hmm. that they do, but he doesn't stretch after. I'm I am like, bad Tom, about that. Got to stretch, yeah. man. Got to stretch. So. Yeah, I know. And then I see my wife all bendy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so why you picked her? Who are we kidding? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I watch her do yoga and I'm like, going, hmm. <laughs> You're like, I think I would like to stretch now. <laughs> now you know how to get me to stretch, huh? Noted. Gotta come downstairs at the end of my workouts. See, I don't like working out. I still don't like it. Everybody talks about endorphins. I think I don't have them because like, I don't feel that way at all when I'm done. I'm just like, thank God that's over. He does. It's, it's been like almost two years and yeah. he's still like this. So I don't know. Really? I yeah. know. That's what I'm saying. It really? is, for me, it is completely <laughs> transactional. I am doing this because people that are smarter than me say, say that it will maybe I'll live longer. And I guess I'll trust them because they're doctors and I got a mass communications degree at 45. So I know what I don't know. So I guess I'll do this now, but I still enjoy none of it. Like at no point am I like, it's like cutting the grass. I'm glad that it happened, but I would pay someone else to do it if I could. (laughs) And this is how he is every time he works out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's good to know that. It's good to know, you know, what you like and what you don't like. I think it's important, though, to take care of your health. To watch what you eat. In your case, don't eat yeah. <laughs> vegetables, <you know. laughs> seafood. 
my wife is so down with, I mean, and, and not that she's like, oh, I don't want to do that, but she doesn't know like red meat or anything like that. She's pretty much plant-based. And we've tried some of the restaurants and they're really good. Some of the plant-based meals. Yes, that is that another thing did. about LA that you have that is Yeah, we do. We, much better those are, selection. They're, actually, they're not legal here. <laughs> they actually, yeah, they're not true they actually have <laughs> i don't want to be it. added right. at tom sir, not me. sir please step out of the car right <laughs> that plant-based burger you're eating yes uh, <laughs> i don't know how this kale got here officer i'm just holding it for a friend <laughs> but you guys have way better selection of things like that like just across yeah. the board you do like it's yeah. so much better selection yeah. i mean it, we're fortunate in many ways it's a crazy expensive though because they know they got you by the ads yeah when they're just like oh you want to eat healthy huh you want to live longer well you'll be broke yeah. <laughs> take your poison <laughs> yeah that's part of it what is your leaderboard name just a first initial last name, M. Steinus. Okay. I guess I should have asked. It's okay if we tell people? Of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep up, I dare you. Yeah, uh, no kidding, no. right? No. They're like, come at me, bro. <laughs> I actually had somebody. I, when I rode, there was somebody that was really like, of course, he was 30. And I'm like trying to keep up with him. But no, but he was just touch and go. It's fun when you have an active leaderboard. Normally the classes I take are, you know, on demand. And this is weird because I've had my class, like my bike for so long. I haven't reached my thousand rides yet, partially because I don't need a million excuses, but I do a lot longer rides than I typically, you know, people can get there doing shorter rides, 10 minutes or 20 minute ride. But I don't know who I want to take for that thousand ride though. That's where I'm kind of like. That's tough. That's a really tough one. Yeah. And I hope to get a shout out because that would be cool to take your thousands ride and have. I feel like that's one that should be like required. If you have a thousand or two thousand or any thousand, you should be. Yeah, people would just start gaming the system. I know. They'd start. They already do. Yeah. But if you you promise them something, then they would definitely. You're right. You're right. They would definitely game the system. There's one song that I want to request. I don't think people would be put off by it. Allie Love might do it because I know she does a lot of uplifting sort of classes, but there's, Tommy may know this, Kirk Franklin and the song's Revolution. I'm not really a gospel guy. Yeah, it's an amazing high energy song that I think would be really good. So it's, I don't know a lot of his catalog, but that particular song is such a great song. And I think it would probably get some good responses. You know, it's old school, but it's still good. So I may send it in as a request and see if they can fit it in somewhere because it would be fun to ride to it. That would be cool. You know, I think uh, Cliff Dwinger, Dwinger, I'm not sure how to say his name because it's German and I'm probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he does gospel rides on Sundays and sometimes it's not like Sundays with love where that happens in a season and it's regular basis. But he does. Uh He has done gospel rides so that might be another alley for you like another oh, okay. avenue yeah i was like oh. <laughs> another yeah, alley if alley doesn't work out <laughs> i think that's part of it too maybe I, I do so well because i'm always looking for the playlist yeah that you know is from the 70s you know and everybody's my age freedom rock uh, dude uh, <laughs> but no i did take the one it was a rap Song, but it was one I saw ESPN did an article and they were talking about oh shoot because I don't take a lot of his classes because I'm not big into the rap stuff but like um, Alex Tucson yeah yeah Alex 
but there was some like football players that did it. And I was like, right, let me just see. And I actually surprisingly did really well in the class. Oh, like, how was, fine. Uh, yeah, because they were talking about how athletes, some you know, football players are using this and where they stand and how Alex is just thumping them or whatever. And so I jumped on and took his class. I mean, that guy's got a voice that is real. He does. Like, he does. It's a great just, voice. Yeah. I'm curious I, I, about how competitive you are. Are you the guy that during the cool down, you keep going? Are you the guy that like some people are like having like they were beating you and then all of a sudden that last minute of class, you come flying by them? Are you that guy? Before I answer, Thomas, you're going to judge me. <laughs> oh, she. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to judge because I'm <laughs> not at the top will. either way. Remember, but I'm by, at the bottom. <laughs> but by asking that question, you've answered it. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. This is my theory on the cool down. Okay. Is whatever my average output is, mm -hmm. that's where I'll stay for the cool down because I always have a cool down afterwards. See, so, I think that's a so totally reasonable answer. Legit. I yeah. really do. I don't necessarily try harder. I just go like, look, because I like to know, like, I don't want to see points drop off my output. I just would like to keep it there. So I'll stay right at the output or close to it. So, but yeah, so the answer is, yeah, I guess so. He's <laughs> like, kind of, but, but I mean, not. I think it's reasonable because you're doing an actual cool down afterwards. So I think that's yeah. reasonable. And honestly, I seriously, I wouldn't judge anybody either way. I just yeah. know people get really upset about it because I see it on the OPP when they're like, who are these people? This is oh, my everybody voice. Oh, oh, they get very oh. upset. Who are these people that during the last minute of the cool down, they just got to go beat me. Like, oh, what does that prove? What does that prove? Like, they get really mad about it. And then you have the people that jump in and they're like, get over yourself. Like, why do you care so much? And then it turns into yeah. what it always turns into on Facebook. I will yeah. say this. I was taught early on when I was doing the stuff with Michael Karpenko, a trainer. He's like, if you can do anything to hold yourself accountable, do it. You know, and so I share my results and I always try to put something positive with it. But I do share. Because even if I have a sucky ride, I'll be like, man, the legs just weren't there today. I just, or I haven't been eating, you know, well or whatnot, because you're at least sharing that and putting it out there and letting other people know, like, look, you're doing this and I'm just showing up. That's the part of it is just get your clothes on to work out and the rest is just cake. But that's the hard part is sometimes just showing up for it. So I used to be a gym rat all the time, take classes and all that here, drive to goals, gym, whatever, find parking at spectrum, whatever it was. And then you're paying and all this, you get there and somebody's on the weight machine. I walk down from my house. I get on the bike. I've got an elliptical here. If I want to do that, I've got resistance bands. I do everything here and I don't have to go get in a car and go drive and park somewhere. There's no reason you can't other than, you know, you're just lazy. And then you have to face that. But <laughs> then that's something yeah, that's deal. part of it. Like we've created a space here that this also substitutes my boys are. So they're down here with their instruments, recording stuff all the time, doing things. And, you know, it's also a tinkering garage space. So we do it. But this is like where I come to sweat. And I think it's important to have a little sacred space in your home, whether it's yoga and stretching or meditating or whatever. But it's your little cubby to go to to find a place to either center yourself or stretch or beat yourself up like I do. I came from that philosophy, no pain, no gain. And, you know, I'll be 58 in about two weeks. So I don't want to admit that that's old. You know, mm -hmm. so many people are like, oh, getting up there. But I just don't. I still feel, yes, I have aches and pains and there's certain things I can't do. 
But like I told my wife, hey, my left hip is a lot younger than you. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is quite a bit younger, actually. She's 15 years younger than I am. So we have that difference, by the way. Like I'll mention certain sitcoms and she's like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah, she doesn't she remember should. a time before DVRs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she would tell me. She was looking at pictures the other day and she goes, oh, because she's a neat freak now. But she goes, look how dirty my bedroom was in this picture when I was growing up. Oh, see that TV? I go, yeah. She goes, that's the one I grew up watching you on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a Dave Reiner. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And it was like this big too. It was like one of those little one tubes. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta look great on that one. Um, <laughs> well, clearly she thought so. Yeah. She was look, like, she thank asked, God I didn't have she, HD yet. <laughs> she was the one who asked me out for the record, just Aww. so you know. So it was, yeah, interesting. But um, that's the same with us. Yeah. I did ask you yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. We only have an eight year difference in our relationship, but, and yeah. we met online. We met online. And so, I found him on uh, Match.com and he had this really hilarious thing that he had written about the difference between a woman being hot and cute. And it made me laugh. And I was like, oh, I like you. (laughs) (laughs) And the the premise is that cute is preferable. Yes, it was. It was, which didn't hurt since I have never felt like the person who would be described as hot. So I was like, okay, so he's not a jerk either. That's nice. Uh, I can't imagine you writing anything funny, Tom. (laughs) I get that a lot. (laughs) I guess technically we met online because Julie sent me an email asking me out. Because she was a guest on Home and Family, a show that I did after Timmy's Night. And she came on and she has, if you have a chance, you have to look up her therapy dog. Norbert is, he's the cutest little thing, but he has 2 million followers. And she came on, they did a series of books. Her and her mom have a a publishing company. They publish her own books and they were awarded. They were given some kind of high honor award or whatever. So she came on talking about the books, you know, for kids or whatever. And they brought Norbert on. And all I know is she got my name because they send out pictures of the shooting of the show. And she got my email and she just said, you know, you're not allowed to ask how I got this, but (laughs) go out to dinner. And she only gave me one day. And I was like, I had plans to go to a sushi thing. And I was like, I can't make it. But we ended up, she flew back to Boston and we stayed in touch. She moved out here and came for a visit. We went to the Hero Dog Awards show and she extended her stay for like three or four days, went home, sold her house, moved out here in 10 days. Wow. Wow. And we were married a year later and pregnant four months after that. When you know, you know. know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I knew the the minute, just the minute that she came out here that I was seeing her. I was like, yeah, this is right. That's awesome. That is. Yeah. 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 Bless her heart. Yeah. (laughs) She had no idea what she was getting into. (laughs) Sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And raising a family that's as diverse as what we have. And, you know, she's being a mom, you know, for the first time, but also being a stepmom. Yeah. Coming in and help raising, at that point, two teenage boys. That's not easy. Um, Yeah. No. And she was really good. That's awesome. She was also a nanny at one point. So she had the chops of really being a good listener and, you know, knowing to count to 10. (laughs) Where she said to me, she's like, I was very angry at my youngest son. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go. And she's like, just hang on. 
and we were watching a movie and I just kept, I couldn't focus on the movie. She goes, when the movie's over, you can then go talk to him. And she made me wait. And by that time I was able to like put things in perspective and have a conversation with him. And sometimes, you know, she brings that sort of calmness. Yeah. And luckily you were watching Titanic. So it took a while. So it was a good. At least I'm not going down on that. Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Give you plenty of time. (laughs) I could be sinking. Yeah. Yeah. Was she like, do you remember when that happened? (laughs) (laughs) Was that a big story? (laughs) Wasn't there a big a blimp that caught fire too or yes. something. <laughs> yes. Yes, dear. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's, right. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. We've been talking to us forever and we greatly appreciate we this. Do. This has been a lot oh, of fun. Sure. Thank you oh, so much yeah. for taking the time to do this. And I look that as a former talk show host and I'm usually asking the questions, but it's nice to you guys are really great. I will say you have a really nice podcast, chemistry and Keep it up. And thanks for having me. Oh, thanks oh for my doing gosh. It. Thank you for doing and it. And before we let you go, where can people find yeah, you? Yeah. Well, we always yeah. let people do that here. Well, my home address it, well, my home <laughs> is, no, I'm on the socials, Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram is usually where you can find me. And it's just uh, my name, Mark Steinus or M Steinus is usually where you can find it. And you're just going to find a bunch of pictures of probably my daughter at this point because that's what I'm posting <laughs> or my kids. Yeah. Or Norbert. But yeah, that's it. Thank you for the opportunity, though. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. It was. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere on the Peloton leaderboard. Never know where I'll pop up at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, uh, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. 